Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features an episode of The Lone Ranger called Gold for Maximilian. It first aired on March 27, 1944. Cloud of dust in a hurry, Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past and the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver, the Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver, down the trail, big fellow. Civil strife between the states had ended, and a period of reconstruction was beginning. It was at this time that the nation's attention was suddenly drawn to the far southwest, where in Mexico, Maximilian of Austria had been established as emperor by the force of French troops and under the guarantees of the Emperor of France, Napoleon III. As deputy for the French emperor, Maximilian called one of his own emissaries to his headquarters for a conference. De Grel, the United States has demanded the withdrawal of French troops from Mexican soil, as you know. It is the will of Emperor Napoleon that such demands be defied. That may mean war, sire. Exactly. And to fight such a war, we will need men and guns. France is a long way from Mexico to Grell. Why have you sent for me, sir? Uh, war costs money. With sufficient finances, we can get the men and guns we need. 
I want you to go into the United States and raise enough gold to back our plans. I've been told that you have the proper contacts there to do so. But, sire, even should I succeed in raising a large amount of gold, it would be a task getting it across the border without detection. Oh, that will be your problem, de Grelle. It is my desire that you start out at once on this mission. And you must not fail, or our cause will be lost. Meanwhile, in the office of the President of the United States at the White House, General Grant, his determined, careworn face, flushed with anger, spoke frankly to his Commander-in-Chief. Mr. President, we can no longer tolerate a French army in Mexico. It's a direct threat to the security of our nation. It may mean war, General Grant. Then let it be war, sir. The refusal of France to withdraw her troops points to the fact that that upstart, Maximilian, has further conquest in mind. As yet, we have received no reply from the French government to our demand. It may be that they will respect our wishes. It's my opinion, Mr. President, that they're playing for time. It's dangerous for us to delay in taking proper precautions against the possibility that the reply will be a direct refusal. If it does mean war, sir, we must be ready. General, I abhor the thought of another war, especially following so closely the conflict through which our country has recently passed. But, as you say, the security and honor of the nation is at stake. I leave the matter in your capable hands. Take whatever precautions you need, deem necessary. Very well, Mr. President. I shall immediately order General Sheridan to assemble all available troops and to proceed at once to the Mexican border, there to await further orders. We must show the world, sir, that these states are once more united, that we are not afraid to fight to preserve our union. A short time later, near the edge of a town in the mountains of Nevada, the Lone Ranger, mounted on his great white stallion Silver and accompanied by his Indian friend Tonto, was trailing a horseman who rode slowly out of town toward the open country. As he reached the edge of town, the Lone Ranger suddenly pulled Silver to a stop. Poor Silver. Oh, you not say why we trail that fellow, Kimosabi? That man is Forney. The outlaw who was convicted of smuggling contraband across the Mexican border. Oh, him same one who talked to a fellow in front of the hotel. Yes. The man he was talking to was Rip Wilkins, the man who led a gang of outlaws down in Texas a few years ago. Caused a great deal of trouble around the border. Ah, oh, me hero Wilkins. Not bad they be together, Kimosabi. I agree with you, Tonto. There's trouble brewing. I'm sure of that. While wearing a disguise, I went into the Blue Star Hotel. I saw Wilkins in conversation with a the stranger there. A Frenchman by the name of de Grell. Then Wilkins went out and met Forney. Oh, de Grell. Him on an old gang, maybe. No, he's an impressive-looking man, Toto. Stays at the hotel. I overheard him asking the hotel keeper about the date of departure of the next wagon train south. After Wilkins left, Forney came in and went with de Grell to his room. There's something suspicious about the whole thing. That's why we followed Forney out here. Him almost out of sight, Kimosabi. Him not seem in hurry. I think he's riding to meet Wilkins again. The girl seems to be directing the movements of both those outlaws. Tonto, I want you to follow Forney. I'm going back to find out more about the girl. We'll meet at the usual place later. Ah, me trailing to meeting place. Adios, Tonto. Adios. Come on, Silver. Get him up, scout. (laughs) 
Some time later, Forney approached an encampment of several men in a small valley several miles from town. Under cover of darkness, Tonto had ridden close behind him. As Forney rode into the camp, Tonto dismounted and cautiously approached on foot to the edge of the clearing. Soon, by the light of the blazing campfire, he saw Forney and Wilkins leave the group and walk in his direction. Melting into the shadows, Tonto waited and listened. Well, Forney, it's about time you got here. Took you a long time to ride the 20 miles from Keto Ridge. I came as soon as I could, Wilkins. You, uh, just bring my pay off? Yep. 20,000 in gold. My saddlebags. Good. Say, Fournay, your boss to grill must have something mighty important in that shipment to be willing to pay us 20000 for getting it into Mexico. That's his business. All you and your men have to do is carry out orders, Wilkins. Oh, sure. We'll get it through, all right. But I am kind of curious to know what it is we're taking through. As long as you get your gold in advance, that's all you need to bother about. Well, now that I got the gold, maybe there won't be anything to stop me from finding out what's in that shipment. Just to satisfy my curiosity, you understand. Why, you dirty double-crosser. If I was to tell DeGrell about this, he'd see... I ain't going to let you tell him, see? Hey, wait a minute, Wilkins. I'm not letting you... Get me rough, huh? (laughs) The fool. You'll never live to tell anybody anything. I'll see to that. And I've a hunch that shipment is more of that same stuff for Nay brought in his saddlebags. (laughs) Gold. You let go. Hey, what's going on there? Come here, Wilkins. Put some spy on us. Oh, so somebody followed Fournay here, huh? Yeah, an engine. Sneaked up and got the drop on him. I'll watch him close so he don't get away. Bring him back to the camp and we'll question him. That Indian knows too much if he was listening to me and Fournay talk. We'll make him talk now. You will not make me Is talk. Is that so? We'll see about that. You didn't follow Fournay for nothing. Somebody sent you here. Round up his horse, Springer. I'll take this redskin to the camp. You not get horse. Get him up, Scout. Get, him up. get that horse, quick. Away, Scout. Get him up. Shut your mouth, you ain't redskin. You not hit Tonto if you not have gun. Well, we have got guns, see? We'll use them, too, if you don't open up and talk. That horse got away, Springer. If he goes back to whoever sent this snaking engine, we may have trouble on our hands. Yeah, let's shoot the coyote and break camp, Now, bring him along. Take care of him later. Right now, we got to get moving away from here and quick. We can't take chances because whoever did send you may be after the same thing we're going after. A whole shipment of gold waiting to be taken in that wagon train at dawn tomorrow. How are you riding, Wilkins? Better keep close watch on that engine. I got him right here on my horse. His hands are tied tighter than a drum. And with this gun in his back, he ain't going to try any funny business. Where are we heading? Down to the other side of Keto Ridge. We'll camp there till we're ready to join the wagon train. <laughs> That's sure a good one. Us getting paid 20000 in gold to ride in and help ourselves to a wagon loaded with more gold. <laughs> ah, that Fournay's a fool. Was a fool, you mean? You know, I can't... Hey, you blasted engine! Oh, 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 hold on there. What happened? Wilkins, you hurt? Yeah, that wretch can get him. Where is he? He's gone. Ran right off with his hands tied behind his back. Spread out. Run him down. Oh, take it easy. Take it easy. Ain't any use trying to find him in these woods in the dark. What'd you let him get away for anyway? Yeah, he tricked me. The only cuss kicked my bronc in the ribs. Next thing I knew, I was lying on the ground. Yeah, them redskins land on their feet like cats when they fall. 
Sure got away quick. Well, what are you going to do now? You and the others ride on to where we were heading. I'm going into Keto Ridge right now and tend to my business there. That engine getting away will spoil our plans if he gets to somebody and tells all he heard. Sure. Should have shot him before like I wanted to do. Oh, never mind that now. Get going. Meet up with you later. After I see Fournay's boss and find out a few things. Nothing's going to stop us from getting that wagon load of gold. Get up there, boy. At the Blue Star Hotel in Quito Ridge, DeGrell occupied a room at the back on the first floor. Late that night, after waiting until DeGrell went to his room, the Lone Ranger brought Silver to a stop under a window at the end of the hall on the first floor. Raising himself up in the saddle, he slowly and quietly lifted the window. Then, easing himself over the sill, he dropped lightly into the hallway. DeGrell's room should be back here. That must be it. Room 37. I have been waiting for you to return, Fournay. I will... A mask, man. Wait. I'm coming in, DeGrell. Don't make a move, DeGrell. What is the meaning of this? You, an outlaw, coming into my room with that gun. If it is money you want... I'm not an outlaw, DeGrell. I find you're making a point of dealing with them lately. I do not know what you are talking about. I'm here for business reasons. I'm talking about your dealing with Wilkins, for one. I know nobody named Wilkins. Now, please get out. After I've completed my business with you, I'll leave. Not before. I have no business dealings with outlaws. You're dealing with Fournay, a convicted smuggler, and with Wilkins, an outlaw gang leader. Also, I happen to know you're interested in the wagon train which is to leave Quito Ridge at dawn. I am involved in a certain personal matter with Fournay and Wilkins, but it has nothing to do with the wagon train. You're not telling the truth, DeGrell. You're wise, you'll try Come and make... Come up and make... don't make a move. Wilkins. Yeah, it's me, all right. Turn around, hombre. But the... Mast is asking about the wagon train. So that's it, huh? Mast man, guess it's our turn to ask the questions. Seems to me you must know too much for your own good. And in that case, you're going to be sorry you ever stuck your nose into our business. Yep, something tells me you're going to be mighty sorry. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. Quito Ridge, an overnight stop on the stagecoach run through the Nevada mountains, was far removed from the White House in Washington and from the courts of emperors. Yet, on events at Quito Ridge, the issue of war or peace between the United States and France hung in the balance. In a back room at the Blue Star Hotel, the Lone Ranger stood facing the gun in the hands of Wilkins, a known killer. Oh, mess, man. I overheard what you were saying to DeGrell here. Seems to me you're too nosy about our affairs. And you know too much, as I said before. Evidently, you didn't hear all that was said, Wilkins. What do you mean by that? You didn't hear DeGrell say that he didn't trust you or Fournay. Look there at DeGrell, trying to signal me to keep quiet. Say, DeGrell, if what he says is true... Now listen to him, Wilkins. Look out! He tricked you! He's getting away through the window. He shot the gun out of my hand, but I'll get him yet. Got my gun again. Maybe this will stop that coyote. Uh, he got away. Well, he wouldn't have if he hadn't tricked me into looking at you. Those shots, everybody in the place will be here in a minute. Well, you can tell him somebody tried to rob you. Damn, not that hombre got away. We got him fast. That wagon of yours can't wait for the train. I expected Fournay back before this. When he does get here... Yeah, Fournay ain't coming back. My boys are holding him as sort of, uh, well, security, you know. Security for what? He took the gold for your pay to you? Forget about Fournay. Unless we move fast, that masked man might cross us up. Uh, you want that uh, shipment to get through, don't you? Yes, yes, it must get through. Perhaps you had better leave at once. I'll get it out tonight and join the wagon train later. I know the route, and my men will be on hand when the train leaves. I'll get word to him to travel with a train until I show up with a wagon. Well, I I guess your plan will work. Sure, sure. It's the only way to make sure of getting it through. You will get it across the border at the place we agreed upon? Sure, don't worry about that. Hey, here comes somebody. They must have heard them shots. Now, quick, tell me. Where's the wagon now? He's waiting by the blacksmith shop. The horses are stabled there. The shipment hidden inside is, is very valuable. By the blacksmith shop, huh? That's all I wanted to know, DeGrell. Wait. What are you going to do with that gun? Put you where you can tell no tales, DeGrell. From now on, that valuable shipment is mine. After his escape from the hotel room, the Lone Ranger rode to his camp beyond the town, which was the usual meeting place for him and Tonto. He'd been there only a short time when he heard the fast beat of galloping hoofs approaching. Let's get out to that tunnel. Something must have happened. Steady, Silver. All right, fella. Lead us to Tonto. Get going, Scout. Come on, Silver. Oh, oh, Silver. Oh, oh, easy. Get on here, fella. Yeah. Oh, fella. Oh. Okay, Masabi. Me know you come. He's a big fella. What happened, Tonto? Outlaws catch Tonto listening. Me send scout away fast. Then leave camp. Put me on Wilkins' horse. How did you get away? Me kick horse and ribs. Him throw Wilkins. Me get away fast. Come here, wait for scout to bring you. Your hands are tied. Here, let me help you. Uh. There. Did you find out anything, Tonto? Me hear plenty, Kimasabi. Wagon and train carry plenty gold. Outlaws plan to get gold. Is Fournay in with their plans? Wilkins kill Fournay. DeGrell hire Wilkins and men to guard wagon. Then plan to double cross. So that's it. Wagon load of gold and headed for Mexico. Come on, Tonto. This is more serious than I thought. 
It's up to us to see that that shipment doesn't get through to Mexico. Also, that those outlaws don't get it. Uh, and why you say shipment not to get to Mexico, Kimasabi? Because if it does get through, Tonto, and if it reaches the hands of Maximilian, it'll be the means of financing a threat to our entire southwest territory and to our country. A war with France, city big fella. Come on, Silver, get him out scout. Meantime, at a United States Army camp in Texas, the monotony of the calm evening was broken by the approach of fast and furious hoofs. An army courier arriving from Austin, bringing an urgent message to the commander of the troops, General Philip Henry Sheridan. Oh! Hold that, boy! Oh! Oh! Who goes there? Lieutenant Mercer, bringing a special decoded message to General Sheridan as received from General Grant. Fast, Lieutenant Mercer. Lieutenant Mercer, sir, with urgent orders for General Sheridan. This way, Lieutenant. A courier has arrived, sir, with an urgent message. Show him in at once, Colonel. He's right here, sir. Lieutenant Mercer reporting to General Sheridan, sir, with a message from General Grant. At ease, Lieutenant. Give me the message. Here it is, General. Thank you. Uh, Sit down, Lieutenant, while I open this. I know you've had a hard ride. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Now to see what General Grant has to say. Hmm. Serious news, sir? Very serious, Colonel. Listen to this. Assemble all available troops and proceed at once to the Mexican border. Await further orders. Signed, General Ulysses S. Grant. Great Scott, sir. France must have refused to withdraw troops from Mexico. It means war. Not yet, Colonel. The words await further orders indicates that no reply has been received as yet from the French government. Evidently, the Emperor Napoleon is playing a waiting game. For what reason, sir? No doubt to give his deputy, Maximilian, time to see if he can raise sufficient meat to finance a fight. War costs money, Lieutenant. Um, If by any chance Maximilian should raise enough funds, then what, sir? In that case, Lieutenant, we shall be prepared for the inevitable outcome. War with France. Well past midnight when the Lone Ranger and Tonto arrived at the edge of town. Noticing lights and activity near the Blue Star Hotel, Tonto went to investigate. Soon he returned to make a report. man named Legrell murdered Kimasabi. Legrell murdered, huh? Uh. No doubt Wilkins did it. Uh. Hotel man say him see Wilkins leave after him hear shots. Tonto, that means Wilkins has discovered what's in that special wagon and also where that wagon was hidden. Me hear Wilkins tell men... Them go with wagon train. Him say him join up with train later. That's why he came to the girl's room while I was there, to get the information and do away with the girl. They planned to move south with the wagon train, then to desert him before they reached the border, taking the load of gold with them. Ah. Otto, I'm going to write a note. I want you to take it to the sheriff, then come back here. Then we're going to track down Wilkins and make sure that he does join the wagon train with that load of gold. About 60 miles out of Keto Ridge, Sheriff. Yeah. That note the engine brought me said we was to watch for a wagon that was to join up with the train. 
Doesn't look like any such wagon's going to show up. Hey, sir! Look over yonder! Coming over the ribs to the left! Uh, covered wagon. He sure is pushing them horses. Yeah, that army sure is in a hurry to get here. That must be Wilkins, all right. He thinks his men are with the train, just like we planned. He's shooting at somebody that's fallen him. Two men on horseback. Look at that big white horse. The other one looks like an engine riding the paint. We'll stop till they get here. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, look. The fellow on that white horse is wearing a mask. Well, I'll be... Oh, there. Oh, steady, boy, steady. Start shooting, you dumb coyotes. Them two hombres are after what's in this wagon. Why don't you start... Hey, what is this? Get your hands up, Wilkins. You're covered. Oh, Silver, oh, boy, boy, oh, oh, oh. Hey, who are they? They're trying to hold up Wilkins. Look at them guns on the mask, man. Wait. Who are you, masked man? If you were this Wilkins... He wouldn't the... shoot at us if we were with him, Sheriff. You received a note some hours ago, didn't you? How did you know? Say, that's the engine that brought that note. I sent that note to you. Are Wilkins' men in custody? Yep. We got them all when they showed up at the starting point in Quito Ridge. Good. They're all outlaws. You look like an outlaw yourself, stranger. What's this all about, anyway? You wanted Wilkins for the murder to grill, didn't you? Yep, that's all. I guess we do have you to thank for rounding him up like you did. That uh, wagon he was driving is very important, Sheriff. What's in that wagon? Look for yourself. All right. All right, I will. Keep your guns on that killer, man. Looks like household goods to me. Say, look at here under these quilts. I'm a dag-ratted weasel if it ain't loaded with gold. That's why Wilkins killed DeGrell. You mean this belonged to DeGrell? We found out just before we left that DeGrell was working for that fellow down in Mexico City, the the one who calls himself uh, an emperor of Mexico. And it's just as I thought. That was gold for Maximilian. That's the fellow I was talking about. So DeGrell was sending all this gold down to him, eh? Yes, and if it had gone across the border as DeGrell planned... It would have been used to finance a war against our country. Well, how'd you find out about it, stranger? I found a girl talking to Wilkins and another outlaw, Forney, whom Wilkins murdered last night in a valley about 20 miles from Quito Ridge. My Indian friend here witnessed the killing. Then this hombre is wanted for two killings instead of one. <laughs> I guess he won't have any need for gold where he's going. And I don't guess that Max Million fellow will be around long enough to have any use for it either. We got news this morning that the United States Army arrived at the border. That is good news, Sheriff. Without this gold, Maximilian can't get men and arms enough to put up any resistance. In that case, the French soldiers will soon be withdrawn from Mexico. What are you going to do with all that gold, Sheriff? Who does it belong to now? That gold was raised to finance an uprising against the United States. Therefore, it now belongs to the country. I suggest that you get in touch with General Sheridan on the border. Have him send an escort to take charge of it. <laughs> when that DeGrell was working so hard to raise that fortune, he didn't know it was going to help the country he was plotting against. Uh, who shall I tell General Sheridan you are, stranger? Just a plain American, like the rest of you, Sheriff. Although these men are capable of taking care of things from now on, we aren't needed here any longer. Uh, Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Hey, he called that engine Tonto. That's right. And him riding that white stallion. And wearing that mask. Well, I'll be... Why, well, now I know. That must be the Lone Ranger. I am Silver!
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated. One of the most beloved radio shows of all time, this western kept kids, and more than a few adults, entertained from 1933 to 1954, airing 2,956 episodes. The masked hero is a Texas Ranger named Reed, no first name, who, as the series begins, was pursuing a criminal gang with a group of other rangers. The rangers were ambushed and betrayed. All died except for a severely wounded Reed. Reed's long-lost boyhood Indian friend, Tonto, found him and nursed him back to health. Thus began their partnership of fighting crime and injustice in the Old West. By happenstance, the pair discovered a magnificent white stallion wounded by a buffalo. Reed and Tonto bring the horse back to health, which is then adopted by Reed as his mount, Silver. Tonto picks up his horse, Scout, later. On the radio, the Lone Ranger was played by several actors. George Seaton, under the name George Stenius, from January 31st to May 9th of 1933, Earl Grazer from May 16th, 1933 until April 7th, 1941, and on April 18th, 1941, the deep-voiced performer Brace Beamer, who had been the show's announcer for several years, took over the role and played the part until the end. Tonto was played throughout the run by actor John Todd. No criminal is safe for who knows when the Lone Ranger will appear over the plains with his trusty Mount Silver and faithful companion Tonto. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.